0: Um, when you meet somebody, try to convey your some of your values and principles hmm. of who you are. You know you're, you're, you're reliable, you're, you're loyal, your uh, your work ethic. and they get to know you and all of a sudden that becomes valuable at some point. Mm-hmm. But until that point occurs, just keep the relationship going. there's value in every relationship.
1: Welcome to the Be Epic Podcast brought to you by the Sam M. Walton College of Business at the University of Arkansas. I'm your host, Brent Williams. Together, we'll explore the dynamic landscape of business and uncover the strategies, insights, and stories that drive business today. Well, today I have with me Mario Ramirez. Uh, Mario is president of the M. Ramirez Group, his own consulting firm, and he's also the chief client officer for Goldenrod Companies. Mario, thanks for joining me today. Uh, You're welcome, Brent. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, Mario, you're a, a great supporter of the University of Arkansas, Walton College, and an alum uh, of the Walton College, and uh, your your relationships here uh, across campus go pretty deep, don't they?
0: They really do. They do, and, and I'm, I'm a proud alum, um, also a proud dad of, of one alum and two current students, one law student and one right. undergrad, so... A lot of relationships across the, the campus, for sure.
1: Well, where where I want us to focus on today will be sort of the power of relationships in business. But but before that, uh, maybe a little bit about your journey, uh, your career journey thus far, and then a little bit of I, I think you know I mentioned you have your own consulting firm. You're also working in real estate with Goldenrod, uh, and a few other things. So I'd love to hear kind of your journey and what you're up to now.
0: Sure. Uh, thanks Brent. You know, it, uh, um, I told somebody the other day that I, that I, uh, studied architecture in college and I did for a year. <laughs> then I, then I moved to finance and that's what I got my degree in, um, I uh, I had cold called with a good friend and fraternity brother, uh, Kenny Gibbs at Merrill Lynch, and and had um, when I interviewed at Merrill Lynch for my first job, they hired me. I said, "Well, why'd you hire me?" And they said, "Well, Kenny Gibbs put a good word in for you." And when I thanked Kenny, um, he said, "No, just just pay it forward. Next time you'll have an opportunity, do the same thing." And I've never forgotten about that hmm. my entire career. Uh, and my, th- I think my involvement in nonprofits or in helping students and in board work kind of stems from that premise. Um, but that said, I started with Merrill Lynch, uh, was there five years. I left there. Uh, I felt a little bit ethically challenged with one particular man- manager, so I left. And um, I had uh, I-, I wanted to leave brokerage. I wanted to get more into other financial services more broadly. Um, and started running out of money, um, and so I ended up. My, my dad was saying, "Can I can I give you some money? you Need some money?" I said, "No, I don't need any money, but I needed money." <laughs> and so uh, we were married, and and um, I asked my next door neighbor who ran a who ran a uh, lawn service. I said, "Can I can you put me on the crew?" And he said, uh, "Okay, we'll put you on the crew." And uh, so I'd go mow twenty twenty five lawns a day, come home, take a shower, put a suit on, go to an interview, hmm. and so. I found TIA, transitioned over to TIA. it's now called TIA. Mm-hmm. At the time it was T I A Cref. I spent twenty one years there mm-hmm. and uh starting from an advisory role, um, working with um the University of Arkansas actually actually played a big part in this. They I was the the uh president of the local alumni chapter in Dallas and um they needed somebody to come in and work with the institutions across the state of ark of arkansas Mm -hmm. um and so they said you're a perfect fit so i did that that's where i started my career with ti cref and then you know they wanted me to help them create a trust company which i did i I worked with uh you know beginning the trust company then we started wealth management started working with our our highest um our, our wealthiest clients and um so I became one of the first directors in wealth management. Um, then they asked me to create something specifically for because the company focuses on college universities, nonprofits around the country. The, it's a trillion dollar you know pension fund. Mm-hmm. They said we need we need you to create something for the very um, the, the decision makers, the most influential leaders across the organizations that we serve. So I stepped into that role, created that, and helped help form, you know, uh, private client services. Um, then I eventually worked with, uh, with our CEO, Roger Ferguson, in uh, leading executive relations for him and also the Hispanic market nationally. Um, I left there and I started my own consulting firm. I, um, I remember I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I knew that we were having a downsizing in the company. And in a couple of months my position was going to be eliminated I remember asking a good friend of mine a former governor um, you know what do you think I should do he said well you have a pretty incredible network um, why don't you why don't you use that network and and establish a consulting firm open doors for families like ours and others and help help us build our businesses mm-hmm. and so they and he said oh we'll be your first client mm-hmm. and so that's how I started Denver mayor's group and then I put uh, different components together around it. For example, tax expertise, and also uh, insurance, and basically different parts of my group came together to serve the clients. Um, And since I was licensed leaving TIA, licensed securities license, I was able to represent companies that are raising capital, for example, projects that are raising capital. And so it was a a good fit all around in ways to, you know, creating a way to serve the needs of ultra-high net worth families, Mm -hmm. influential families. Um, Along the course of this, you know, development of this business, I met Zach Wiegert. And uh, Zach is a former NFL player and started investing in real estate. um, And he eventually created Goldenrod Companies, Goldenrod Funds about $4.5 billion in assets mm. and properties. And he asked me to be his chief client officer and um, working with some of the same families that I've been working with and uh, other wealthy individuals. And we invest in large projects around the center, center, central part of the country.
1: Well, um, I can tell that it's been a lot of fun in the journey, not, not uh, including Tia, probably Merrill to some degree, but certainly since then, I, I can tell you've had a lot of fun um, uh, putting these things together. Definitely. Um, you know, one part of your story I didn't quite remember until just then was that the the opportunity at TIA came ultimately because of your service on uh, leading the alumni group in Dallas.
0: It really did. Um, yeah.
1: So, you know, talk a little bit about that. I mean, because that's clearly an investment of time you made that you didn't necessarily have – an expectation of it paying off that way
0: it's interesting you put it that way because i've had people ask me why do you volunteer why do you get involved you know on a on a board you know i serve on your board and it's an honor to do so um and uh and they say you don't you don't get paid with that and i said oh the you really do that because the relationships that you make there and the and really the the work that you're doing to help you know, students in the university that you love. Mm-hmm. So um, it was it was a natural fit for TIA to say, "Hey, why don't you come help us in the state of Arkansas?" Mm-hmm. It was a it was a perfect fit, and um, and it was it was interesting going back to former professors and working with them. You know, on their on their retirement planning, on their financial planning, and uh, eventually working with um, you know the leadership here university and the coaches and mm-hmm. and eventually doing that nationally um, but it did all start with really the relationship with the University of Arkansas and relationships that I have within that within our school or in the university yeah
1: well, what do you think it is I mean clearly you have a propensity to really invest in relationships not necessarily with an expectation of return but, but knowing more broadly, they will return. Um, how do you think? Maybe even going back to the to the way you grew up. How did you learn that?
0: That's a that's a good question. How, how I learned that. I'm not honestly, you know, I'm not really sure how I learned it. Um, I i uh, i want to be able to. I want to care about the relationship that i'm that I'm involved with, or that I, you know. I guess if I listen to my own advice, when I when I meet with students, for example, mm-hmm. you know, I'll tell them, I'll tell them, hey, it's has anybody heard the idea of it's who you know, and um, you know, you'll get a lot of hands raised, and I'll say, okay, write that down, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I'll say, okay, now rip that sheet of paper out of your out of your notebook and throw it away mm-hmm. because it's not who you know, because we all know a lot of people. I tell them it's kind of cheesy, but it's who knows you mm. and what I tell students and I guess I've, I've followed my own advice when you meet somebody and it you know doesn't have to be anyone noteworthy so to speak, um, when you meet somebody try to convey your some of your values and principles mm. of who you are you know your you're, you're reliable you're, you're loyal your uh, your work ethic your you know um, what what value you can bring to the relationship or in the work that you do, and they get to know you somewhat, and all of a sudden that becomes valuable at some point. Mm -hmm. But until that point occurs, just keep the relationship going. There's Mm -hmm. value in every relationship. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, we don't know what it is Mm -hmm. sometimes up front. Um, It may be a few years down the road before you understand what that value is and how it fits into your overall kind of walk in life. Yeah. You know, or in your career. And um, I guess I've just kind of thought about it that way.
1: Largely worked in financial services and that's started to broaden for you. But, you know, as you as you work across industries now and, you know, interact across those throughout your career, uh, you know, it seems to me that the power of relationships uh, matters no matter what area of business that you're working in.
0: Yeah, no question. No question. And finances, it really matters because you're dealing with, with uh, something very personal mm-hmm. to these individuals, and they need to know that that they can trust you, mm-hmm. that you're looking out for their best interest. So you need to establish that trust. And that's really the case in any business that you're working in. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's maybe what I strive to do, establish the, tr- the trust and uh, so that you can have honest conversations about how we can collaborate. We can work together. You hear this statement all the time. You know, it's great to work with you know with good people. Mm-hmm. Great to put good people together. Um, you know, part of that is 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 knowing who those good people. No, know, knowing the good people at a, at a relationship <coughs> level. Excuse me. The um, building the relationship first. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And then understanding where you can insert yourself to help them.
1: Yep. You you know, almost, I've got our students in mind and and this doesn't, what we're gonna talk about does not just apply to students, it applies to me, uh, but it applies to probably just anybody out there uh, building any kind of career. You said something a moment ago, like when you you meet someone and you start building a relationship, you want to convey your values in some way really early on. and And that is not something you know you don't I, I don't think you've ever walked up to me and said, "Hey, Brent, here's my values right so you you demonstrate that through action. What are just some any just like simple like practical ways
0: that you do that? I know that families or individuals that I work with that are high net worth, ultra high net worth a lot they they're they're in demand, mm-hmm. and so uh, they get asked a lot of them so if you sit down with someone like this, um, to not ask for something, mm-hmm. except to understand who they are, and for him for them to understand who you are, kind of where you're from, what you're what you're about, mm-hmm. and what they're about, listen to them, and not ask not ask anything of them at all, mm-hmm. is is one way, and that's that's usually pretty evident it's in the sense that they're so used to getting asked Hmm. you know so um that's one way to do it i think following up uh with um whatever was discussed Mm -hmm. you know and promised Mm -hmm. in a a timely manner Mm -hmm. uh, and in the appropriate way Mm -hmm. you know um is uh is another way to demonstrate that Mm -hmm. um and just just showing them that you're actually listening to them as they're talking you know when I, when I when I
1: talk to our students, when I get to give you know advice in this area, there there's two things you just said that I think are really key. One is the ability to listen, uh, underrated skill, the the ability to listen, but the other is follow up. That is very, very important, right? In terms of the the relationship building process?
0: It is, it really is. and and follow up not only on specific items, that were requested or that were that were discussed let's say but also just follow up you know if you're you know we all do we all travel in our careers and even personally and you know who's in that city that you're going where you're going to you know you have your agenda your schedule your itinerary for that time that you're there but you know is there anybody you need to follow up with Mm -hmm. you know and just catch up with and uh and staying relevant with people and you know, business aside, just kind of caring about those those people as, as uh, how how are they how are they doing in life, mm. you know, and just staying in touch um, is is a good thing. You know, relationships and friendships um, they 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 become more and more valuable. I think the the older you become, just you know, you start really emphasizing that.
1: Yeah, and the value you get out of those relationships often sort of. Evolves over time, I would say, you know, and, and but you said something that made me think about, you know you say, Truly caring, right? And, and I, I think that's really where where it starts with relationships is truly just caring about the well-being of the people around you
0: Regardless of the position of somebody, you know, an executive or it doesn't doesn't matter any any level, you know, professionally uh, caring about that individual you know who they are where they are in life and is there anything you can do to to help you know mm-hmm. sincerely mm-hmm. is uh i think i think i think people will understand the and feel the sincerity in in your discussion and your voice and mm-hmm. and uh um but it's really identifying in a business setting identifying what the needs are mm-hmm. and approaching it in a very consultative way mm-hmm. you know here's how couple of different ways that we could we could help and and then get the best resources possible mm-hmm. to, to address those particular you know pain points or yeah. challenges
1: it, you know one thing that that I wanted to bring up that I observe in in getting to be around you you and I are around each other quite a bit uh, even though we live in, in different places you know innovation is often putting not always just creation. Right. It's often about putting unique things together. Sometimes that's relationships, Um, you know, and and I see I see you do that a lot. Like you you think about like, oh, how does this relationship fit with this and how do I bring those people together? And it's kind of allowed you to get into lots of really fun and unique projects.
0: Yeah. You know, the uh, going back to caring about people, understanding where they are in life. Part of that is understanding what they're doing, what their priorities are. I used to walk into, into uh, when I was at TI Cref, I'd walk into uh, the president's office and and one of the questions I would always ask is, what do you think about, first thing you walk in the door here hmm. in the morning, and what's the last thing on your mind when you leave, when you close that door? What's on your mind on the way out the door? And those are the things I wanna to try to help you with. Mm-hmm. And it could be any number of things. I remember one president said, well, okay, um, we need to build a pedestrian bridge on the south end of campus. And I need to get it done, but I need some political help to navigate that and, and get the funding for it and this and that. you know. And we were able to put together the right individuals to help in that mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. But opportunities, uh, I see a lot of opportunities. I see a lot of deals. I see a lot of of uh, projects and, and companies that are raising capital or growing. Um, you know, I had one the other day, and they they uh, they're building a factory in one part of the country, and I said, Well, what if you put the factory uh, in a different part of the country? We could get the right investors involved here. We could get the right political capital involved. We could get the university involved. we could uh, we could uh, allow the university to provide jobs into this. And it's, it itself, this project is going to create a thousand new jobs. So, mm-hmm. but coordinating all the different pieces meant that I needed to know what each component, who the, the point person would be on each component, mm-hmm. you know, part of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think just getting to know people, developing relationships, gives me the kind of the, the, the bank of, of priorities for each individual and how to match that up. Does yes, that make sense? It totally makes
1: sense. That's, that's exactly right. And I don't think I've ever, until I was sitting here, I don't know that I've ever thought about innovation in that way. I mean, I've always thought about innovation as putting unique things together that may not have ever been put together. That's innovation. Um, but it also works with relationships, too. And I, I guess that's often key to getting something new and unique and different
0: done. Yeah, yeah, it, it really is. You know, and, and when you have those relationships, um, you know, I, I, think it's, yeah, I think it's important when you have a board, for example, to understand, to get to know each board member. Mm-hmm. Each board member is there giving their time. There are some very important business things that are usually going on in that day, but they're here, mm-hmm. you know, and each one... Has something to give, so developing the relationship and understanding where their heart is, what mm-hmm. what they what they can provide, what kind of uh, of uh, you know intelligent or business intuition or business insight they might have that they could help in this case the Walton College, mm-hmm. you know, with what what and then and then kind of storing that away and knowing. Well, I really like this person. I've gotten to know them over the past couple of years, and I know that they have a company that that specializes in this. And maybe in a couple of years, we'll, we'll develop something in that space. That's right. You know, so you understand how to match that up yep. at the right moment.
1: Agree. Well, you know, Mario, you've after I know you're still involved in the finance industry in some way, but but your career has evolved into you're more and more involved in real estate. Uh, with goldenrod as an example uh, you've also been involved in with large construction companies uh, so how's that transition been and you know into into that realm
0: yeah it's funny it's it's all very symbiotic let me say it that way uh everything's related to to the other you know as i look at my role with goldenrod it's uh it's uh as chief client officer we're doing some really cool projects we're building. You know, a 500 million dollar hotel and condo, you know, with together with the Atlanta Braves at the at the Battery in Atlanta, overlooking the stadium. Mm-hmm. That's a neat project, you know. But if you look at the fund itself that this project is coming out of, um, it's very investor friendly. Mm-hmm. So I work with a lot of investors. I work with you know high net worth families that are that are looking to for for investments that have value to them that are set up the right way and for instance in that particular case the fund is very investor friendly so it's easy to to, to discuss and bring up and and it can be you know if i i wouldn't be involved with it if i didn't think it, it was a good match for some of the individuals that i work with mm-hmm. so um the um the work that we're doing there is meaningful and really designed for the clientele that i've been working with one of the families that i've been working with over the past several years um they do have a a very large uh infrastructure company southland holdings Mm -hmm. and um they decided to go public in the past year and they invited me to join the board uh, which has been really exciting Mm -hmm. you know we went went up to new york to ring the bell and uh, to see this company that that started uh you know in the last generation and to see it uh, start from from you know immigrants from italy starting a, a construction company that is acquired you know has grown on their own and grown through acquisition mm-hmm. now um owns american bridge for example the company that built the empire state building yeah it's just really really a neat American story.
1: Absolutely. Some iconic projects. I've gotten to visit uh, Southland with you, yeah. uh, the headquarters, and to, to walk along and see the iconic projects throughout this country's history that they've been involved in is actually
0: truly tremendous. It really is. It really is. Seeing, seeing the Astrodome and the Oakland Bay Bridge and the Tappan Zee Bridge up in New York, and of course, you know, even aircraft carriers and battleships during World War II Um, seeing the things that that uh, uh, that we've built as a company over the over the decades um, and they're really part of American history yeah it's neat you you know Mario um,
1: you've heard me say this many times I think I think one of the Walton College's most important competitive advantages you if you will is is our connectivity connectivity to companies and our alumni um, and and it, it seems to me that, you know, the U of A and the Walton College has really been a big part of your story. I mean, going back, I guess, to, uh, you know, getting you in the door in some way in TIA. But it's really continued. You've really you've really continued to invest in this set of relationships. And, and it's it's I don't know that I would say it's the absolute core, but it certainly has been important throughout that journey.
0: Well, it's been important to me, you know, the Walton College and the university. Uh, You know, I've gotten so much out of it, relationships, um, you know, from my family, my wife, you know, we we met here. We met in front of the Walton College, (laughs) actually, right in front of it. And, uh, you know, now having my kids go to school here, having lifelong friendships here. So it means a lot to me. And so to be able to serve on the board and give back in a variety of ways is something it's a, it's a priority you know mm-hmm. frankly um but you know the Walden college makes it and the connectivity that you referred to i think that what makes it easy what makes that flourish and you're right it does here it really does among our students our alumni our board the the leadership of the college i think it's it's the same quality that i see that i always place as my number one quality for leaders for good leaders, if somebody were to, were to ask me what's the number one quality in a good leader, I'd say humility. Mm. And I see that here. Mm. And humility in the sense that regardless of position, CEO of any company, uh, you know, that, that we all know of, any, any company, or, uh, you know, a, a wealthy family or individual, it doesn't matter. They're open to hearing what the students have to say. Yeah. They're open to hearing what the leadership has to say about the college yeah. and where
1: it's going. You, you, you hit on something there that's really important. Um, it is kind of who we are, right? You know, um, and you and I were just, you know, at a luncheon where I observed, you know, one of our students get a chance to tell these really successful people. They were asking, they, they wanted to know what she thought, right? right. They wanted to learn from her. Um, and um, you know and she was able to voice you know that actually what was really important to her was being able to make an impact through her internships and her careers and and I was was looking around that room and watching people glued to her and these are very successful people Uh, they're running big companies they've got busy lives but it does take humility to do that and and i think that um that it's it's a part of who
0: we are it really is you know we we talked about how so many universities now you may get admitted to the university but it doesn't mean that you're necessarily a part of that business school mm-hmm. you know you, you need to apply again for that and, and not in every case you don't get in there in every case right mm-hmm. so but here we do we allow that mm-hmm. and I don't think we, as a college, as a, you know, the Walton College, we're not. We, although we're an elite school of business, mm-hmm. we don't presume ourselves to be elitist. You know, we're not. Mm-hmm. We're not. Uh, we, we're humble enough to be in that room, and be open with these students, make them feel comfortable. Uh, you know, because they're stressing over the past week, yeah. we got to go present before the board. <laughs> they probably told their parents, I have this tomorrow, I'm really stressed about it. But yet, hopefully they got in there and they felt comfortable mm-hmm. and they actually had good conversations. And, you know, some of the board members are asking them, can can we ask some advice of you, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. which is great. Mm-hmm. Y-
1: you know, one thing I love about this state is, is just that, you know, hard work is still valued. Ingenuity is still valued. Hum- humility is still valued. And it's really, really fun to get to see people like you and others on the Dean's Executive Advisory Board model that for for those students that were in the room. And, you know, you probably really don't know the kind of impact that ultimately makes, uh, but it does make a difference. Uh,
0: well, I hope it does. and I think it does. And, um, if that if we can convey that value to our students in how we design our curriculum and how we teach our students and how we you know carry ourselves you know in in the public eye or in, you know even within the walls of the Walton college i think that's that's a home run uh-huh. you know that's a that's a value that you can't really it's hard to teach in a class mhm you have to demonstrate it, I think. Mm-hmm. It's sort of an intangible, it's um, it's sort of an innate ability that can be maybe trained through demonstration
1: mm-hmm.
0: as opposed to maybe being taught in a book. And it's so, so important.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, what you said couldn't be more right. Like, you know, like getting things in business done often is about, again, we'll go back to that, the power of relationships and Mario, I'll say thank you uh, for investing in the relationship with the Walton College and investing in our students and and helping us uh, by by using, you know that that network of of relationships that you've created uh, on our behalf. So thank you.
0: Oh, you're welcome. It's my pleasure, Brent. Thank you for your leadership. On behalf of the Walton College, thank
1: you for joining us for this captivating conversation. To stay connected and never miss an episode. Simply search for Be Epic on your preferred podcast service.